You're listening to the Clon Bikecast, your one-stop shop for all things Clonacilty Bicycle Festival and beyond. Today I'm speaking with Anne Cronin from the Limerick Cycle Bus and with her special guests Bobby Collins, Zoe Collins, Oscar Buckley and Mannix Buckley. We talk about how the group gathered momentum and community support to get the changes they need in Limerick. I'm looking at a Zoom screen with five faces squeezed into it, which is fantastic. And this is my <laughs> first my first um, interview with a panel of five. So I'm really looking forward to talking to you guys about how you started your cycle bus and the things that you've learned along the way and how you've engaged with the community and how you've also engaged with the council and got your, your recent big news about your new infrastructure. But before we dig into that, I'm wondering if you could just introduce yourselves, maybe one at a time, and maybe starting with Anne, tell maybe your name, and, and then how long you've been cycling, maybe an, a memory of one of your favourite memories of cycling would be amazing. Hi, Alison. Um, my name is Anne Cronin, and um, I'm a mom of two kids, Bobby and Zoe, who are here today, and I'm one of the two families that started up the cycle bus in Limerick. Um, I guess I'm cycling really all my life with brief periods where I didn't probably cycle. Um, but, you know, I'm cycling from when I was um, very small. I can distinctly remember getting my first bike and it had probably by the time it reached me gone through lots of different kids. But um, I was nevertheless very excited about my lovely yellow bike. And I think of that memory as well as cycling with the kids, my own kids, when they were really small as well. Um, we had Zoe on a bike when she was three months old, so that's kind of one of my um, little memories. She in a maxi cozy in the back of a little cart on Martin's bike, so um, yeah, lots of fond memories of cycling. Bobby, do you want to go next? Um, so my name is Bobby Collins, and I am on the cycle bus, the Limerick cycle bus. I've been cycling since I was two maybe even less on uh, a little bike um with um some stabilizers and we called it buzz and it's probably my favorite bike and yeah so i've been cycling ever since then and um one of my favorite memories of cycling is probably um a couple of years ago or every year going into um san maritan on il de rey which is where we go for holidays um in france and um i love cycling around there yeah thank you um so my dad started your name all right my name is oscar buckley and my dad started the cycle bus with Anne. and i love uh, uh oh Keep, keep, keep going. What, what, what do you like about cycling? Um, I like just the freedom of decision. The bike, and you can go left, or you can go right, or you can crash. <laughs> That's why I love it too. That's why I love bikes for that too. Everybody's in control of their own vehicle. And now, okay, who'd like to go next? I'll go next. So, I know I like it because what's your name? My name's Buckley, and so I like the cycle because 
after Big Hill, you get because every day you go faster and faster and faster, and you keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger, and then you just and it's freedom, and you just like cycling around, and you and you know you're able to do it. Then with a car, like let's say if you crash with a bike, you might hurt yourself. But if you crash with a car, you might kill yourself. <laughs> Very good point. Excellent. Very good point. And now we got Zoe. Zoe squeezed off the screen. There she is. Hi, I'm Zoe, and um, what's your? How long have you been cycling? Uh, I have been cycling for five years, mm-hmm. and um, my favorite memory would be in France cycling with my family or. When um or when I was at the back of my dad's bike, um, with my doll. I was little. I cycle with my little four. Well, he's now cycling on his own bike, but we and I cycled. We cycled a lot in France as well. Can you guys just think off the top of your head? What are some of the differences that you like about cycling in France to cycling in Ireland? Um, right. So um. First of all, the weather is obviously, it's better in France when it comes to the summer. Um, That's one thing. And the roads are just way nicer because, like, people have realised in France, like, the weather's nice. Why do we need to drive if we can cycle? And it's it's easier, it's more energetic, and you just feel better after it. And then people have realised that and they've started to do that which means more people start to do it, and it's kind of like a ripple. And then it just kicks off, and nearly everybody's just cycling. And then you, you basically have that freedom, like um, Oscar Manning said. And it's it's just really nice. And sometimes you'd be, like, maybe along with others cycling behind you, and then you might have the whole road to yourself with your family and everything, and that's just really nice too. And, um, yeah, and there's just so many places to go and, yeah, have fun. You can have a picnic or whatever you want to have halfway through or... Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love it too. And I think the little signs help everywhere that say, partageons la route, or maybe they say, you know, cycle path this way with the little bike. So I think it helps, yeah. it helps the drivers. It helps us not get lost and it helps the drivers know that there's bikes are allowed to be around I think those little signs might help make a difference too um so can you guys tell me who'd like to tell me a bit about how you guys when when you started up your cycle bus we've talked a bit we had a another chat with your mom and with with your with your dad Connor um about how it started and everything but I was wondering if you guys could tell me about how you got more people more families involved and how the cycle bus grew just from you guys into more families maybe oscar do you want to tell me a bit about that or manix like we like i don't know just more people seem to see us coming to school and we at one point we set out leaflets and we done what we call a cyclovia which is where we blocked off all the streets and people could just cycle around and people just kept on joining. 
How many people mm-hmm. do you think? How many kids on most days? Ten. Most days we have, I think, our two families and maybe one or two others that go most days. Um, the only thing really that would stop me from going is if I have to work in Dublin or get off early or something like that so the kids might walk or the grandparents will go with them but the, the Buckleys go every single day they are stalwarts you know they, they absolutely go every single day um, but we would have on most days up to 10 people on the bus around 10 yeah and tell me what about cycling in the rain because I think a lot of people who do cycle buses and stuff they're always worried about the rain and you guys go every day and I know you go in the rain sometimes what's that like and does it make you think we shouldn't do this or anything it just makes it wet and a little bit slippy so and you have to go slower yeah but then you still get yeah you have to be a bit more careful like if you put on your rain gear this it's another thing that makes people um it it shows the people that we are committed and everything and yeah. that like um we don't care about the weather like the weather can be as bad as it wants but we'll pull through what were you gonna say Zoe? and i thought you were gonna say you could wear your ring gear you could wear your ring gear yeah yeah, yeah that's like, what it is. Rain, it doesn't really make do you ever get yeah. grumpy do you ever get sometimes i get grumpy before i get my bike and i'm like ah i don't feel like it today do you ever get grumpy before yeah. you get on it and feel like nah, sometimes, I don't... sometimes you do. Yeah. But yeah. you feel better gonna... after. Yeah, you just, you feel better after, and then yeah. you know you've done the right thing. I think it started because um we went on a holiday to Berlin and we and we borrowed bikes, but then and there was like cycle parts everywhere, and my dad was really enjoying it. And then when we came home, he was like, "Let's go to the cycle bus." And do you think like do you basically? Most days you go to school and when you're in school, do you, are you already in a bit of a good mood because you're wide awake? Yeah, how do you feel when you get to school? Uh, energised and happy and it's raining a bit wet. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. Grand. The mood, how is your mood? Oh, oh that's... Yeah, yeah. I certainly go, I cycle to work after I drop the kids and I'm definitely in a much better mood. And so recently, you four and your parents and some of your friends have become total champions for improving cycle infrastructure in Limerick. How did that come about? And were you surprised when it was happening? Or was it something that you guys were planning? How did it happen that all of a sudden you are, I think you've been in the papers, have you? And you've talked to councillors. So is that something you guys sat together and you worked on? Or is it something that happened slowly? Can you tell me about how that how that felt and how it happened? It happened slowly, but we were just kind of doing our thing and it just built up and like, we didn't really have to do much. I think we identified very early on what the kind of difficult parts of our journey were. And Shannon Bridge, I guess we thought a lot about our route and what that was going to look like and, you know, trying to make it, um, you know, the shortest route. So it made sense, but also the safest one. But no matter which way we went, we had to cross a bridge. What was that bridge like? Maybe one of you can tell me before. Has it has it got the new infrastructure now? Or is it still being... No, we're waiting. So we have two and a half more weeks to go before it's put in. But we're, 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 we're busy waiting. So what's it like now? What's it feel like now when you cross that bridge? If we're crossing at the cycle bus, it's okay. But if we're crossing by ourselves and our mum, you can't get across the bridge without a driver 
You've been shouted at on the when you've been on your bikes. Yeah, yeah. I beeped at going around the roundabout, and they just pass us out. Mm. And like you don't feel safe at all because like you have to go on the footpath and you have to wait for like someone to stop or a big gap to just go out. And then there's always the difficulty of um changing lanes um at the end just before we go on to the roundabout. And um we have um some people that um are younger than us as well. We have someone that's um just going into um junior infants in September, I think. Um and basically, yeah, so like you have to kind of make them feel like they're safe and they're ready for when they're bigger in our age and they can they can like do it too. So in September, um, it sounds like when you go back after the lockdown, when you go back to school, you're going to have a safe route across that bridge, which is going to be, a yeah. big, is that going to be a big difference to your journeys? Yeah. It's amazing yeah. that you're saying you, you go to school, even though you may have been beeped up by a car and you've had to go through hard traffic and rain, you still get to school feeling energized, which is yeah. an, an awake and pretty happy. Yeah, but not as energized and happy. If you've been beeped at. Yeah, it does impact sometimes. Now, I guess it's, we don't get it so much when we're together. I think there's, there's, there's an element of a novelty maybe when people see us and, okay, there's always going to be someone that's kind of really in a rush to work that might get a bit annoyed, but um, it's, it doesn't happen that often. I think we all independently in our own little units, our families have had experiences of, crossing bridges and trying to get into town and cars kind of leaning on us from behind but um in the bus i think i definitely feel safer what about you guys yeah yeah in a group safety in numbers yeah we're trying to get um some more there's two groups starting out around when west cork starting cycle buses so we look to you guys for inspiration and we're so happy that you guys are getting your infrastructure you're listening to the Clon Bikecast, your one-stop podcast for all things Clonakilty Bicycle Festival and beyond. This week, Alison's talking to Anne Cronin and some of the kids who started the Limerick Bike School Bus about their experiences with biking to school. When you decided to go for the new cycle path on the bridge, did how did you go about that? Did you write letters or did you, I know there was a photo that you took that had a big impact. Can you guys remember how it happened that you did all the, did you have to get in touch with the council? Yeah. We went, we met the council, didn't we guys? Yeah. We cycled down there and we went into the council chamber and we we had a meeting with them because we had put in a submission to the Limerick um, transport strategy, which is currently being designed. So the draft should be out this week or next week. So we put in our own submission and the kids had read it and we had met in advance and planned what we wanted to, to say to the councillors. So they facilitated a meeting with us and these guys and one or two other kids went down and how did we prepare? What did we have? Mm. We had signs. We had letters. Yeah. So that we, that we read out to them. We all had like plans so. and like A4 pages written down and what we were going to say and all that. So we had rehearsed in advance what we were going to say and take different points. And you had some counsellors that were already kind of on your side that, in, that helped you? 
That yeah, was, yeah, we did. We had some local councillors that had been out on the cycle bus. And I guess from very early on, Alison, we had pushed a lot of what we were doing on social media. So we had that visibility online as well as, you know, the visibility on the bridge every morning. And I think people really um, kind of got to see us and we became very visible really quickly. So we did have a number of um, councillors had come out with us and they supported us as well. Um, we've done a good few things. I think one of the things, do you remember when EcoI came out with us? Yeah. Yeah, so they did this really cool thing where they... Um, they spent about two hours with us one morning, Duncan and his team, and basically they uh, filmed us going over the bridge with a, with a drone. So it really kind of highlighted the volume of traffic and these little people in the middle of all of that. Yeah, you feel like little ducks then, don't you, trying to get across a busy road. The change that you guys made there is going to impact, it's going to be so positive for so many more cyclists, especially when they're on their own and starting out. It's going to be fantastic. I wonder if you could tell me how long, so how long did it take that process? Was it from when you kind of said, we're going to have our first meeting or we're going to ask for our first meeting until two weeks from now? When did it start this process of getting the... the... It's basically, it's we, the site of us started in January 2019. So it's, I suppose, very quickly we realized, well, this is, you know, this is a big issue. This is probably the most unsafe part of our journey. So we decided to start highlighting it from, I guess, spring of 2019. Um, and we did have councillors that came on board with that straight away that have put motions into the council and things like that. So um, it's taken us 12 months plus. I mean, you know, that process will only finish when the lanes, when, when the lane is segregated in a couple of weeks time. Now, the thing is, I guess we have to preface it with the, the idea that in Limerick, there is a COVID mobility plan that is um, based on temporary measures. So this is one of their temporary measures. They've assured us is going to become a permanent one. Um, so that's the next thing, I guess, is once we get it, is to ensure that it, we, we keep it. Great. Um, and what about, did is there anything that you four learned that surprised you? So maybe something about yourself or something about cycling that over the last year you didn't think was part of all this and then you something new that came out of it. Is there anything that surprised you? I learned to release road. Didn't know how to which lanes or to indicate any of that. And learned it over the first few weeks of the cycle bus. So you learn things faster cycling, do you think, with the cycle bus? Yeah. Um I learned like I never thought that um we get like so many people involved and people in um like you said West Cork and things like that doing it as well. And um yeah, the amount of um stuff we've done like Cyclovia and Catherine Street. Um Culture Night. Culture Night, yeah, is another big one we did cycled around um Limerick City. So these are um, all these are all smaller events you guys are kind of putting on together and inviting other people to? Yeah, yeah, and then... Do you want to talk about the one we did last week, Mannix, or Friday? Yeah, we done the takeover the street, and then we were all in the middle of the road, and I, and I remember this guy from Bene Italia, it was like beeping, but then every, he came out to yell, us, yell at us to get off the road. Well, that was Saturday, wasn't it? Saturday was the, the Catherine Street thing. Yeah. On Friday night, what did we do? Didn't we do a uh, cycle, cycle bus? Yeah. 
we cycled yeah. all the way to Arjuski and then the kids were able to kind of cycle and play around there and yeah. we hadn't been on the bus and obviously yeah. the schools were closed so we decided to put on a, a cycle bus last Friday evening just so everybody could meet we up. We cycled um, to the school and um, and then we cycled to Arjuski and we played around. And it was kind of an event to encourage kids that might be starting the cycle bus in September to come and meet us. Did you have new people show up? Yeah, yeah, we really, really did. Yeah, we had about sixty to seventy people on the bus that last Friday night. Wow, you took a group of sixty people out on the bikes. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's what we do. So I run a festival here every June and our biggest event, I take 55 people as my biggest event and we take people out for a mystery dinner tour and it's always fun. And we go to five different places. Nobody knows where they're going but me. So I get to take them all around. It's very easy because we live in, you know, we live in a small town, so there isn't that much congestion and traffic, but I can't imagine taking 60 to 70 people through a city. That's a big job. You'd have a few marshals with you. We did, we had, well, the 60 to 70 includes adults as well, I guess, and loads of parents. So we went through the city, didn't we? We, we took the route that we always take to school, where we picked up more people from that side of town there. Um, and then we went through the city and um, past the market and went to Artist Key Park. So that was always our destination. We had a picnic there. And how um, did you organize that? How did you put the word out? Was that social media? literally social media yeah we it was because bike week had been cancelled the green schools um had been on to say that they were doing something i can't remember i think it was celebrate cycling um was the hashtag so we decided right we haven't met in a while as a cycle bus so we just have a whatsapp group for all the parents so contacted that and then maybe a few days beforehand we put it up on twitter and just said to people look if you're interested in coming along for a spin or if you I suppose more importantly, if you have a child that wants to come on the bus, come and meet us. And um, we just put the meeting point up and yeah, we had a fantastic, fantastic crowd. That's fantastic. And that was, so that was, um, you, Limerick had its own bike week, didn't it? And, and then you mentioned on Saturday morning, you guys were on Catherine Street and were there two events that day? There was an O'Connell Street pedestrianised thing too, was there? Or is that different? No, there was just Catherine Street, yeah. Um, so it's again it's part of the 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 opening up of limerick city the council's um mobility plan and i guess we we took to the streets didn't we guys yeah <laughs> so they had they had there's a gang of you and i guess some councillors and you guys kind of arranged that you'd have a pop-up kind of street closure for pedestrian pedestrian People can just walk around and enjoy the street being closed and be out and have their food outside. And is was that the idea? Yeah, that was the idea. Yeah, um, I guess myself and Connor are part of this. We set up this um, this campaign. It's called We Need Space because we felt that um, you know the streets are the the footpaths, especially weren't safe during the whole COVID thing, and we needed we needed additional space, and we also needed. Uh, more cycle lanes so the Limerick cycling campaign which we're all part of as well joined forces with the Limerick pedestrian network and we became this campaign group called we need space so the council brought out their plan and there was pedestrianization in it which was fantastic but a few traders opposed that plan 
and uh, the plan was changed and the pedestrianisation was removed. So Saturday was just an opportunity for all of the families that were interested um, to come together. We closed off the street for a couple of hours. Well, we closed off two block, a block of the street for a couple of hours. And um, what do we do, guys? We had chalk, chalk and plants and chairs and yeah. And was it quieter? Was it quiet with no cars going by? Like well, it was nicer anyway way nicer because like you could do whatever you really wanted you could play tag draw chalk you could um run around you cycle your bike and you could hold up signs or whatever like you could do whatever you really wanted so it was a load of fun is that near where you live or how come you chose that street um, okay that's the street that it was going to get pedestrianized but then some traders came along and didn't want it yeah, and did you convince anybody it was a good idea? Did any of the traders say, oh yeah, wait, this might be a good idea? Have you talked to any of them afterwards? I don't know. I yeah, know. I think we, we might have to wait on that one. What yeah. we're going to do, hopefully, is I guess a lot of these business owners aren't aware that you know pedestrianising outside their door is actually a good thing and will probably draw a lot more footfall into the, onto their street and into their shops. So uh, the campaign are you know, going to push this that kind of evidence and that kind of engagement continues so that people do get the message. But the, I suppose the big issue here was that a lot more people wanted it, wanted pedestrianisation than, than didn't. But uh, the smaller the smaller minority, um, you know, it was their agenda that was pushed. So we, we felt a bit burned by that. Um, but it was a fantastic event. It lasted two hours. We had about 200 people on the street, that small block, drinking coffee, having chats, talking to um you know different families about their experience of being in the city so it was a great a great event i think you're absolutely right i think that's the facts um and any town i've ever been to that's pedestrianized a bit of a, a mall or for for coffee and hanging around that's all the shops thrive um so yeah good luck i think i wish you the very best for that for that project i think it'll be brilliant um, just to um, wrap up, guys, I wonder if any of you want to share a top tip for groups like my group here in Clonakilty or any other groups around Ireland that are trying to get some infrastructure done. Is there anything that you can think of that we should know or something that you did that really worked? Well, uh, make yourself heard. You have to get more people involved and make people know what you're doing. You have to... Um, put up leaflets leaflets like we did and everything just to get people into it and like every time people walk by there they're like um they um they remember it like from yesterday or whatever and then they feel like yeah why don't we just do this and then they do this and then their friends get involved and everything just starts ripple and more people get involved and then like after a while you're doing great and like you've got more and more people involved like we have and what about you Oscar um, your top tip the same as Bobby make yourself heard and also make sure the little ones are like feel safe and happy yeah that's yeah. the big thing the little ones making sure that we have a couple of wobblers that come at the start now the wobble doesn't last too long but um so they lead the cycle bus it's always the youngest and um the little wobblers that go up the front 
um, and we take it at their pace and nobody can pass them out. Those are, yeah, those are both very good top tips. I'm not very good at making myself heard, but I, I tend to keep, that's what I do too, the little ones, keep them right up front and I call them my pace setters and they cycle along and it's brilliant to see them get confidence and they're always so happy to be at the front and be ahead of everyone else. Goody top tip, Manny. Yeah, I think you should try to make yourself heard. You don't have to make yourself heard, but just try your best. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. And and Zoe? Um, tell your friends and tell your friends to tell other people and and yeah. And you and then you actually have to go do it. Yeah. Then you, yeah. that's very good, yeah. Talk don't just talk the talk, you gotta walk the walk. And what about having fun? Are you guys having fun most of the time when you're doing this stuff? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like. Got to tell people that it's it's fun and you're having fun. And you have a better day instead of just sitting in the car. Cause like, um, when it's raining or cold, you cycle to school, and you've got your rain gear or whatever on. And you get to school, and you're almost warmed up. But if you're in the car and you're not moving, the car is still some way cold. And then you get out of it and you just walk slowly up to school you you are kind of cold and then but the bike kind of warms you up in a way and like walking is also another thing you can do walking or jogging or skating or scooting whatever you want to do you can kind of do that and if you do live like far away and you know you'd love to do the cycle but you, but you can't really or you'd love to walk or jog you can um always park and stride which is um basically you drive to um a place where you know i can i can walk to school from here or work and you can park your car and then walk the rest of the way and then you're you're also doing something for the environment because like they're the people that really they're doing a really good job because they know they can't but then they're not just people that like using it as an excuse. They're using it as a way to, okay, let me see what else can I do. Yeah, and also probably you're parking maybe somewhere where there's more parking spots and you're not driving around in circles looking for parking or waiting at yeah, the school yeah. gate. So it might make it a bit easier on your day, less frustrating too. That's a very good top tip. You know what we haven't said is that it's so good for the environment. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's a big thing for us as well. Yeah. We're not contributing to the carbon emissions each morning that we're... In a very busy city, it's very good to have yeah. a, a few less cars on the road. Every car... Uh, my husband, Justin, has a bike and he has a sticker on it that says, um, one more bike. You know, there's a lot of one less car. He has one that says one more yeah. bike. We like it. One more bike on the road. Every every bike means one less car. And that's definitely a good thing. Um, I, I was just saying carpool is another thing because like a lot of the time you see only one person in a car. And then it's the same as if you've four people, four people, and they each own one car. It's it's not good at all because you can have four people in the same car, and then you're contributing to the amount as one. So it's it's four times better. Absolutely. Than if there's all just one person in each car. Absolutely. Or you can like. Get uh, you can get a bus, a bus. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're we're yeah, brilliant. Yeah. People power, people peddling. 
Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Addison. All the best. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to another episode of the Clon Bikecast. Massive thanks today to Anne, Bobby, Zoe, Oscar, and Mannix. And a very big special shout out to Justin Grounds, who co-hosts and helps produce the show. And our special musical guests today, Ari Grounds and Sophia Fredrickson, who you heard playing in the middle section of the podcast. Throughout the month of August, there will be locally run back-to-school practice cycles in your communities. See if you can find one happening near you. Or why not start your own? Get on to cyclist.ie for more info.